Hello and welcome to the RDK podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Walker, and today I'm joined by Linda Lee, the VP of R&D and Product Management at Circom. Linda, how are you doing today? Good, I'm doing great. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Linda. It's absolutely fantastic uh, to have you on the show today. The pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, let, let's 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 kick this off. So, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, what your role is at Circom. Sure, sure. So, um, thank Jamie first to give me and the company this opportunity to be in this podcast. So, most of my career is in cable industry and also in software. You know, doing the personality part of a product, right? So I started working actually uh, before Circom. I started working for a joint venture called Eris Interactive at the time. So uh, first, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of companies that uh, manufacture, you know, the the, the uh, modems. At that time, I worked with Circom as a customer. So I got an opportunity to work with Circom senior management, and then and you know I transitioned when Circom transitioned their role. So I'm now, as you as you are aware, I'm the vice president of engineering and uh, product management. So what do I do really? I help the team to set the product, the strategy, and the product prioritizations of features, there are so many features, so many customer demands, right? And um, I also have a team to carry out the software architecture and also overall product. So we work with backend, the team work with backend and frontend team to deliver the product. So I call product management, right? So working with the engineering side and deliver the product management side according to the strategy we set. Wow, wow. So obviously a nice introduction into your career to, to, to Circom, obviously working with them as a, as, a, as a customer first or a client first and then, and then the transition over. Um, sure. But I'm sure we'll probably touch on that more as we, as we go into the, into the later questions. But at the moment and for quite some time now, you've been working in RDKB or since the birth of RDKB in the cable space. Tell us about you, the start of your journey. Um, how did you get into the embedded gateway space? Sure. So since I work in the cable industry for over two decades, so quite a long time, I watched the DOCSIS software really evolved from proprietary to standards-based and now to an operator vendor collaborated community-based open source. Right? It's quite a journey already. And I do have the honor to work on the first generation of RDKB software before its name was even finalized. They were debating what name it should be. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, it's not, when people are talking about architecture and RDKB, they're talking about it's a stack. But I view it as it's not only just a stack, a working model. It's a working model change and a major mind shift. So why do I say this? Because the critical mission of a traditional software team of any OEM, ODM, guess what? It's to add value. 
and offer differentiations, right? So this would provide hardware stickiness for, for, for the company, right? But RDKB goal is just the opposite. RDKB is, guess what? We all know it's just standardized to commoditize the software stack among different socks, different generations, right? Even among different OEM, ODMs, and even operators. That's what we call syndication partners, right? This, this really is what I call a mind shift. And as a result, you know, halfway of the journey, I really, not even halfway, at the very beginning of the journey, I realized it was a culture shock. Um, you know what? Because differentiation is no longer appreciated, right? Because we are trying to standardize. So I still remember the first day I was trying to talk to Comcast you know, senior management. And I said, oh, we have this great feature. So we can save the time. We can do this and do that. And he looked at me like, Linda, we don't want that. We really <laughs> don't want that. Because I want my installers and users to just get a box. And they know exactly what it would behave. Ex exactly how much time it will come in. So that's that's the first thing I learned through the journey. And also, it's a transition from the ownership of, you know, the application layer code from OEM, ODMs, to some of the tier one customers, right? You don't just own all the inside of your box. You now have a co-development who is also your customer, right? This also evolved a change of the waterfall development cycle to an agile and DevOps because a company like, especially like Comcast and, and now Deutsche Telekom, right? They don't want to see the product until it's ready to be accepted. They want to build the house with you. They want to pick everything. We work together and that's the model. Right, so I worked through this and um, really work I mean, under one roof. We're talking about under the same roof, <laughs> real roof, uh, on site and working on the two first two generations of RDKB products, and um, then I transitioned to Circom for the Wi-Fi six and beyond. Right, so this one I would say through this journey. It, it really let us all realize it offered tremendous incentive to vertical integrated ODMs. And why is that? Because now this model encourages ODM who owns hardware, software, and especially manufacturing facilities to, to really focus on different things, to focus on optimization of the hardware, managing the tough, tough supply chain issues and improve the and diversify state of the art manufacturing sites. So I say, you know, that's the journey of my RDKB from the, you know, before the name was determined to today, I realized this is a model change and it's, that's why it, it's working. It's working. That's it. So you know, you, you're talking. Your journey starts from the the, the very start, the, the inception of RDK before they before they even became uh, called it RDK, right? <laughs> um, so, so you know, you, you start you started there off at Aris, came over to to, to Circom, 
tell us a little bit about Sircom's involvement with RDK then. You know, where did this start for them and how does it tie in with what Sircom provides to the market? Sure. So as you can imagine, Jamie, the first involvement was to help the key OEM with early generation of RDKB, right? So as an extension team of the development, the software de development. But uh, in 2018, CIRCOM's leadership team decided to transform the role from a traditional contract manufacturer to an OEM. And this is to serve starting from the top tier North American operators. This is a very aggressive move, as you can imagine, because cable is already very crowded, right? And what's, what's even more challenging is soon after this transformation, it was the pandemic, right? But in 2018 and 19, CIRCOM really started from penetrating the DOCSIS 3.1 space because when this transformation came, it was already DOCSIS 3.1. So we penetrate the CM, the, the cable modem side, the EMTA and DOCSIS gateway or based on our decay. And then we work, we're now actively working with European customers on DSL, also based on our decay. So this, this tied in is we are also architected an RDKB pawn, which is fiber. So that, that really takes what we learn from cable to the other side of unknown cable, right? This, this, this plan is really um, what CIRCOM does well because CIRCOM is a world leader of well-diversified portfolio. Right, so the involvement is in RDK really, really ties into what the Circom, the larger team and larger goal of Circom does. Not only RDKB, though. Circom is also working actively on RDKV and RDKC. Oh, this. Okay, RDKC is less known. It less known because the stack was originally contributed by us. Is a camera is a home use surveillance camera, RTKC, and also RTKV, RTKV Video Accelerator Program. We are a certified partner, and CIRCOM is also a major, major partner for tier one operators. So I just have to do, you know, I have to tell you more than RTKV, what CIRCOM's involvement is. That's it. It's it's interesting as well, right? And it probably be a good topic when we when we catch up again later in the year or, or early next year to talk about your Absolutely. advancements in RDKC as well, yeah. right? But yes, I, in terms of sort of deployments for Circom, then right, that's obviously the the, the focus focal point for for the business. Since the adoption of RDK, what you know, what deployments have you been involved in with this technology? Yeah, excellent, excellent question, <laughs> because. Through through this transformation and um, pandemic came, when pandemic came, it was already tough for existing players. Just think about how difficult it would be for a newcomer, right? Travel restrictions, supply chain challenges, parts shortages, things like that. But you know, 
even with all those challenges, CIRCOM was able to really, you know, getting through the challenges by working with world leaders. And I would say this industry elite group that uh, we have formed in CIRCOM technology and also the engineers. We were awarded during 2020 and 2021 for several North American tier one projects, including DOCSIS, RTKV, and the continuation of what we just discussed about camera, RTKC, right? Uh, we just got um, through the first milestone of DSL RTKB, and we expect this will be in Europe later this year. And um, also we are deploying later this year for to the mid-tier, we call it mid-tier, now the first-tier operators for DOCSIS RTKB and with OpenSync support. Wow. Wow. So an exciting time for CERCOM this year, right? So I guess we're going to touch on the the broadband in the, in the last decade or so. Um, broadband's contributed hugely to the evolution of cable to non-cable. You know, we're not completely reliant on non-cable services at this point, but do you think that's where we could be heading in the future? Um, I would say cable, definitely uh, broadband will evolve from cable to a lot more non-cable. I think the community, the RDK, will fit really well on non-cable. Um, this is because, you know, why it was from cable is clear because cable operators uh, had a unique situation, especially in North America, right? Uh, they are all regulated per region based on ownership of the cable infrastructure. So that's why it was perfect setting for unification of Comcast and the syndication partners. To the non-cable side, of course, we all know that OTT video is coming, right? The routing stack is also, I would say, unified. The mesh technology, you know, from a user perspective, the user really doesn't care is cable or non-cable. They care about the user experience, right? Stable networks and also great support, right? So I do think that um, broadband will go from cable to non-cable and RDKB will fit both sides well. And that is going to be where we are, we're going. I do think so. Absolutely, I I, th I I agree with you there, right? And I think you know, I touched on with with Rob in a in an episode a couple of weeks ago that the pace that this technology is moving at, right? Yeah, RDK is flying at the moment. There is mm -hmm. new alternatives coming to the market. The offering is getting bigger. The community is growing. Mm -hmm. In order to keep up with this pace and to fit into the non-cable world. What will other operators need to do, do you think? Yeah, I, I think the non-cable operators need to convince, persuade ecosystem providers to expedite the delivery of the next generation chips with RDKB support. So RDKB is the layer on top of, you know, the very base board support package, packages, right? So SOC vendors need to provide SDKs with proper driver support, and also for the Yocto framework, right? That's the beginning. That's the layer of, you know, if a building house, that's a concrete layer, right? Needs to be there. And then I think 
the operators need to definitely focusing on integration with the backend servers because no one is going to move to RDK and then totally just dump whatever they have today for their backend services, right? So the integration, look at that, how how to really look and, and I mean, integrate with their backend servers, right? Then operators, I will encourage the non-cable operators really carefully evaluate and take control of the system integration role. Take control, it will be painful, especially the first time that it was a transition, a cut in the first program, right? The, the prioritization of the non-cable features needs to be also looked at by the non-cable operators because I use the 80-20 rule, right? It will not be first time exactly like what you have today. It's the 80-20 rule because time to market is very, very critical as well, right? Pick the most, most important features and deploy those first. Get the feedback from the field, then continue to refine, right? In addition to this, do take that agile model, work closely, pick a good vendor to work with, or you know a few vendors to work with. The, the partner needs to be willing to make the transition together. Like I explained, it's, it could be coming with some somewhat different goals, but needs to transition together to make this happen as soon as possible. So I definitely select a good partner. Definitely, I think that's yeah, that's definitely a key factor in the, in, in in the decisions. But um, Linda, look, obviously we've talked a lot about what Circom, but you know your journey, what Circom have done in the last few years with RDK. Can you give us a little taster of what might be coming from you all in in 2022 or beyond? Sure. As I said, Circom is a vertically integrated ODM. So we have paved the way for how to go from the cable RDK journey into the non-cable. So this year, we already work on the DSL RDKB and we have the XGS PON ready in our architecture team. And uh, we are going to really just again, take off on RDKV Accelerator and IP streamers. We're also looking into the standalone, we call Ethernet standalone Wi-Fi gateways that's based on RDKB. And what's more exciting is we're working on uh, 5G fixed mobile, fixed wireless, you know, at home for RDKB. And this will fill out our 2022 from you know, traditional DSL all the way to 5G for 22 and 23 and beyond. Well, it sounds like a super exciting year ahead for you and it your is. team. Um, yeah. And I really look forward to, to, to watching that evolve over the year and um, having you back on the show in the future to talk about um, your achievements for the year. But Linda... Sure. Thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And guys, please make sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn using at the RDK podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to whatever platform you're watching or listening to so that you get notified every time we upload a new episode. Until then, take care and let's continue the conversation.